Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Babylon is Falling. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and it's Thursday, June 30th in the year 2022. We've had a couple big Supreme Court decisions today. Both of them interesting in what their potential is, but like all things, it's going to take a lot of work to make them come to their full potential if we really want to restore this republic. We're going to be looking at a lot of things tonight, a lot of different topics, and kind of getting to the back end of this Babylon society we live in and kind of what's going on, like it's falling down. Before we begin... Make sure you're getting good night's sleep, and to get a good night's sleep, you need great products to sleep on. That means pillows, sheets, mattresses, mattress toppers, comforters, you name it. Those things are just like you can't possibly live without. And where do you get those? You get those at MyPillow.com, the one-stop shop for patriots run by a patriot and one of the great patriots of our time, Mike Lindell, and a company that literally walks the talk. Mike Lindell has continued to be a leading effort in restoring liberty in this nation, and he's been a huge effort in also ensuring that so many efforts have continued to spread information and bring about truth. What you can be assured is when you shop at MyPillow, you're never going to fail in finding a great product, and every bit of your purchase in one way or another goes to support a liberty and a great company that supports liberty. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. That's the Bards Nation's landing page. There you're going to find all sorts of featured specials. Things like the buy one, get one free Giza sheets or the 1988 special value on the classic MyPillow or the new all-terrain four-wheel drive deep mudder My Slippers. You can't live without them. I'm telling you right now. They're incredible. And all you get, all you, Take advantage of all those great savings. All you need is your BARDS code, your B-A-R-D-S code. So head on over to MyPillow.com. You can use that BARDS code as well on Frank's Speech and the My Store site. But MyPillows where the best stuff for sleep and bedroom and bathroom are. And if you want to speak to a regular person, that Patriot Pillow Counselor is on standby 24 hours a day. Just give them a call at 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939, and your Patriot Pillow Counselor will be there to assist you with your Bard's Code to get totally hooked up, and you'll never be the same. I'm not sure any of us are ever the same after this war anyway. <laughs> so make sure and get some good night's sleep and enjoy it. Again, MyPillow.com forward slash Bard's, promo code Bard's. And there you go. All right, Patriots, I'm going to start tonight with... A couple things. One is, this is pretty brutal. And I'm bringing it up because we've gotten to a point where an obsession of an obsession, an obsession of an obsession, 
is starting to lead to lunacy. So let me just play this and then we'll continue. And I know this is going to get some people all ruffled, but whatever. Sometimes it's good to ruffle your feathers a little bit. Just listen to this logic because there's some solid logic here. You still believe in Q, huh? Jovan Porter says there's not a Q. Michael Flynn says there's not a Q. Kramer says there's not a Q. Why? Because the plan sucks. You honestly believe in a plan that makes your life 10 times worse than it was two years ago just to show how bad the Democrats are? We know how bad they are. We don't need a plan. You're telling me there's a plan that lets people, millions of people slip into poverty, lose their homes, lose their businesses? That's the plan? Suck-ass plan, if you ask me. Why don't we just reveal the names? If they're so deep and they know everything and they're in the NSA and they're in the military, just fucking reveal it. Show yourself like we have, like us other patriots that are standing up. Patriots like Joe Von Pulitzer and others that are fighting in Arizona to rectify what happened in 2020. There is no Q, guys. There is no Q. You have faith in something that does not exist. Mike Flynn says that it's most likely a CIA operative or operation. It's a PSYOP to keep you guys quelled, keep you guys silent, not doing anything, not taking to the streets, not complaining because, well, someone's coming to save us. There's somebody else doing all the work. They're doing all the heavy lifting. I don't have to do anything. Mm Mm-hmm. There is no cue. There's no one coming to save you. Even I won't come to save you. I'll tell you how to save yourself, but I'm not lifting a finger to save you. You see, we live in a constitutional republic. Individual rights have to be defended by the individual. You have to defend those rights. The government's supposed to do it for you, but they've given up on that. They want, they're, it's being run by a bunch of socialists. They want to put you into a little group, a, a little group that you belong to, and that's where you belong, and you'll never get out of it, kind of like India's caste system. But when it comes to Q, there is nobody coming to save you. There's nobody in the military that's working behind the scenes to save your life. Nobody. Not a single person. They're not doing it. There is no Q. You got proof? Show me. If you're Q, reveal yourself. I'm waiting for the the coming, not the second coming, just the coming of Q. Look at how they run this, honestly. It's run like a religion. You've, You've got to have faith, believe. You've got to believe. And here are your scriptures. Read these and know these forwards and backwards. Be able to cross-reference them at, 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 at any case or in any event. You know exactly what's going on with Q. Mm-hmm. He's been right so many times. Yeah, so is a psychic. And they're all bullshit too. <laughs> we are the plan. I've said that so many times. I just felt it was better to get somebody else say it right there. You know, and I've always said this, and it's always about how you take things, right? Information is a, a key. And when we, the one thing about Q, I don't know what Q is. What I know is that it started to wake people up. That's fantastic. I don't care if it was a PSYOP. And I've done deep Q research, you know, if you follow me on the channel. But I've always put that qualifier that we are the plan. And it's so important to grasp that because it didn't matter whether Q was a good PSYOP or a bad PSYOP or if Q is in a mechanism of good or bad, doesn't matter. It's always about taking responsibility and moving forward and being accountable to where we are. So I wanted to open them with that because it leads to the next piece, which I want you to hear. This is so important to put all this in context.
We are living in a society right now with legalized propaganda. So before I jump into this other piece, I want you to just hear this perspective on legalized propaganda. It's important. Did you know that Obama made it legal for the government to put propaganda in the news and feed it to Americans? We used to have a propaganda ban in America where the U.S. government was not allowed to feed the American citizens propaganda and they would have to label if it was something from the government. Obama reversed that in the National Security Defense Act. So now you can be watching a news story and you don't know that it's from the U.S. government. It's actually propaganda and trying to indoctrinate you. For example, watch this. News has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. Unfortunately, some members of the media use their platforms to push their own personal bias and agenda to control exactly what people think. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 So now all the sheep watch the news and they have no idea that it's government programming. Thanks, Obama. Let's go get the shot and put our masks on now. So this is the foundation of where we currently are set in place by Obama, but it has a good history. And we talk about Operation Paperclip. And we also talk about all of these other operations that have been put in place to ensure that the media would become hand puppets of the CIA. They're nice conversations. But we need some real historical context to understand how it works. So let's go back to the Angolan War. A war that supposedly... We got involved in by proxy because the Russians were there taking advantage of our withdrawal from Vietnam. I think it's better told by a CIA agent that set it all up. This is Angola, a former Portuguese colony in southwest Africa that's been at war since the mid-70s. Its left-wing government, supported by Cuban soldiers, fights a continual battle against guerrillas backed by South Africa. Ten years ago, the Soviets helped send guns and troops here, and the United States responded with support for the guerrillas. According to newspapers at the time, that's how the Angolan War started. But did it? John Stockwell, wearing the cross, worked for the CIA for 12 years. As a colonel, his last assignment was to run the U.S. campaign in Angola. The basic theme was to make it look like a a Russian-Cuban aggression in Angola. And so any kind of story that you could write and get into the media anywhere that that pushed that line, you did. Uh, One third of my staff in this task force was covert action, was propagandists, whose professional career jobs was making up stories and finding ways to get them into the press. In 1975, the resource-rich African country was being fought over by three factions. Agostino Neto led the left-wing MPLA, which eventually became the government. Jonas Savimbi, an anti-Marxist, led UNITA, which was openly supported by South Africa. And another anti-communist force was led by Holden Roberto, 
who had been paid by the CIA for 14 years and was now to receive major U.S. support. The CIA had just closed down three long-term paramilitary operations in Southeast Asia. The Vietnam, Cambodia, and Laos. They'd had over a thousand paramilitary case officers come flocking back to Washington. They didn't have desks for everybody, much less jobs, and morale was rock bottom low. They wanted a covert action. They wanted a paramilitary encounter. The rationale uh, was that uh, uh, the Soviet Union was trying to take advantage of the United States' weakness right after the, the Vietnam War that Angola was getting its independence and they were trying to snap it up. And that Henry Kissinger decided that we could not be weak and we wouldn't let them do it. Our own files disproved that. We moved into Angola first and Russians were responding to us. Once the National Security Council had given its blessing, Stockwell and the CIA cranked up their propaganda machine. And newspapers around the world became unwitting accomplices in the campaign. From the CIA's headquarters, Stockwell sent his propagandists to Britain, Portugal, Zambia, and Zaire. Far from the battlefield in Angola, they wrote news releases for the two Western-backed factions, and these were fed into the ticker tapes of the Western media. Stockwell's CIA men also wined and dined Western journalists and gave them personal briefings. His man in Zambia was particularly enthusiastic. He ran a story that the city of Malangi had been captured by the UNITA forces. And in doing so, it captured 20 Russian advisors. And uh, they thought this would show that Russians were running the thing in Angola. There weren't Russian advisors. It wasn't a factor, and we knew that. But the story did well. The Toronto Star, like many newspapers, picked it up from Reuters news agency. It was also carried in the Montreal Gazette and in the Vancouver Sun. I, I remember reporting that very clearly. Fred Berglund was the writer's reporter who filed the story from Zambia. But, um, years later, I discovered that um, a little CIA um, misinformation expert had sat in the um, U.S. Embassy in Lusaka and had composed that communique, and it bore absolutely no relationship at all to truth. Reuters, with its headquarters here on London's Fleet Street, is one of the world's largest news agencies. Its international bureaus provide many newspapers with their only source of news from far parts of the globe. The CIA man in Zambia soon came up with an even better story. He had some Cuban soldiers uh, raping some young Angolan girls. Uh, then there was a battle and he had uh, that Cuban unit cut off and captured. And then he had the Cuban women, the victims, identifying their rapists. And then there was a trial, and they were convicted. And then he had them executed by a firing squad of the women who had supposedly been violated with photographs of, of, of young African women with uh, weapons shooting down these Cubans. Uh, there had never been a rape. There had never been the military action. The Cubans had never been captured. Uh, it was all fiction. Fiction, maybe. But it showed up on the front page of papers like the Toronto Star. Where's Kyle Rittenhouse? Looking for him right now. <clears throat> you see, here's the deal. Everything that we're seeing here has been completely manipulated. And we are literally, anything you're watching or seeing through any form of mainstream media news is completely run in this fashion. 
The propagandists write it, but they've just become so much more sophisticated. And in the digital age, it's incredible what they can do. We're dealing now with highly sophisticated deep fakes that you cannot distinguish the difference between real and fake. At that point, they were dealing with setups, just doing the stuff in the field. Now, the little key there was important in that piece is that Reuters was based in London. So was MI6. And if you relate back to last night's piece from Sabin, which ties into research that goes back to the whole Russiagate thing, you remember that MI6 is behind a lot of this. We have to be very suspect of the information flows that are coming out because they are steering the country in the direction they want, not in the direction we want. Our principal guide comes to the Constitution, question everything, and what that gives us in the Constitution in terms of our liberty. But we're being completely shaped right now by an information war. And the problem is you have to be careful and realize that controlled opposition also works two ways. So let's just take the Q analogy. I don't know whether Q is real or not. There's things in there that are real. There are provable. But the whole thing about that and the reason I started with that is that's good controlled opposition. So is having the media, since you control it, attack it. Think about that for a minute. The entire global network of media is controlled. All of it, all the mainstream media. So they can either promote something or attack something. All of it in the end of the day is to create an effect. Our world right now is at risk. And it's at risk because the information channels that we've relied on through the mainstream media that are reinforced by the government channels, that are reinforced by the educational channels, that are reinforced by the entertainment channels, that are supported by the legal channels, all hub out of one common place. Where is it? London. The empire never died. We're the military wing of the Vatican, of the the three city-states. And, be, and as you go up those tiers and ladders, you start to understand the intricacies of all these secret societies and all the money that's going out there. But the true sense of the digital army is about literally saving the world with no exa- ex- exaggeration on that because we're breaking through the blockade of the matrix of information that has been set up. This Angolan piece is critical. That short piece rewrites the entire history that most people understand about Angola. Because it was always a war which we went in after the Russians. Such a critical issue. But that truth was reversed. It was not true at all. And so now we're having a wage, a war being waged on our children. As so many other things are happening. On a global network of systems right now, the one major issue that is not being talked about is the collapse of the dollar. And that is the migration of moving the people from the dependency on the Federal Reserve note towards a dependency on a digital currency. We know that the Fed has already told us that they're about ready to roll out a CBDC sometime after the first of the year when the servers go online. If you follow the white hat theory, they're going to tell you that the white hats have seized control of the CBDC. They're going to do it for good. How do you turn a currency 
that's good, into good, that's been designed to program and control people's lives. Question everything. Because ultimately, we are the plan in the true sense as God intended, not as someone else intended. Listen to this piece on Disney's continued war on children. Which brings us to another leaked video, this one uh, also published by Christopher Ruffo, showing a scene from the upcoming Disney children's show Baymax. And in the scene, we see a robot wandering around the uh, tampon aisle at the grocery store for some reason, which sets the stage for this interaction. Watch. Excuse me, which of these products would you recommend? Oh, um, well, these are the tampons I usually use. Thank you. I prefer pads. They're more comfortable for me. Thank you. I always get the ones with wings. Thank you. Get them scented and bleach-free if you can. Thank you. Yo, my daughter loves these. Thank you. These might be easier if it's her first period. Thank these you. are really environmentally friendly. And so in that scene, we see a bunch of people giving their personal endorsements of various tampon brands, including a man wearing an enormous trans flag on his shirt. And it's worth noting, I think, that the menstruating man in the scene appears to be an actual man, you know, in the context of the show. He, he has the voice and build of a man, not of a woman identifying as a man. The character is obviously meant to be an actual man, a biological male who gets a period and requires feminine hygiene products. Now, even without the menstruating male in the scene, it would still be weird and gross and gratuitous and grotesque to drop this discussion of tampons into a show designed for elementary age children. But with the menstruating dude, it descends to a whole new level of deranged. What's the idea behind it? I mean, why put that in the show? Well, the idea, of course, is to confuse kids. That's the primary goal of the trans agenda. It's to make everybody, especially children, confused. And to make them subject to what they really want, which is to be controlled. At the center of everything we are doing, there is one pure fact. Children and child sex trafficking are critical to the global economy. It's the global economy that we don't see, but which props up everything that we take advantage of. See, the problem we have, the first and foremost problem in, our, in this world, is in this Babylon society which we're living. We keep asking for more stuff. We keep expecting more stuff and the government to deliver. Inflation is made in one place and one place only, Washington, D.C. And in Washington, D.C., the chief source is a Greek temple on Constitution Avenue, which houses the Federal Reserve Board. And a major accomplice, of course, sits in the halls of Congress in Washington. They are a major accomplice because you tell them to be. The American people have been telling Congress for many years, spend more money on us, please. It has imposed inflation as a tax. That's one tax that you don't have to vote for, but you have to pay. We're living in this society now where we keep asking for more, we keep wanting more, and this new generation wants more free stuff than ever. It starts with the Obama phone. It becomes health care for everybody, free education. This is the type of world we're living in, and we're not looking at consequences. If there's anything about the Great Awakening that has to truly happen, it has to be people start looking at the consequences of actions. Babylon is still here. Babylon's reshaping its tower. But in the process, we have to bring it down. 
And if we're going to bring Babylon down, that means we have to start breaking out of the controls and the expectations that Babylon itself has put in us. The expectations of something that's going to be there. We need some hard truths. Glenn Maxwell's trial wasn't televised because majority of the people who own our media were on that list. Humans are devolving. Corporations control this country. School is nothing more than an indoctrination camp in order to program you to be a good debt slave. Good credit just means you're good at paying your debt on time. Have you ever found it strange that you can be a police officer in 18 weeks, yet it takes nine months to be a massage therapist? The two-party system will never work, but Americans are too stupid to understand that, so we're going to keep struggling the way that we have been for the last 20 years. College and healthcare should be free. The vaccine doesn't work, and a lot of people were injured by it. My generation will never see Social Security. They keep us distracted with things like this abortion bill, but that's just to get us to not think about the things that we should really be thinking about. We have the illusion of choice in almost every aspect of our life. When you, same goes for the media. 90% of the Great Barrier Reef will be gone in 10 years. Social media like Facebook is a tool for the CIA, and we help it by doing things like the 10-year challenge, which helps its facial recognition software. Women can also be narcissists. Men can be victims of domestic violence, too. The government does not care about you, and they are not your friend. Anytime they tell you to do something, you should always question why it is they want you to do that and see what the ulterior motive is. They don't care about your health. They don't care about your well-being. They don't care about your mental illness. No, they don't, because they've long ago given up on the American public and bought into their own power and their narcissistic desires to control the entire world. We are right now. We are right now in a place where we have to continue to pursue truth to bring it all down. And in pursuing a truth, that means that we have to often step outside the box of comfort and we're going to have to be looked at on the outside of what people accept. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? Because at the end, that sounds a whole lot like the walk that Christ took. That walk outside the place of comfort where people would question you, persecute you. But that is the only way that we're going to get through this is to have those heroes that are willing to do that. Walking in with cults, walking in with groupthink, that's too dangerous. And it's unnecessary as well for us to listen to some people that we don't really want. But we have to get to the harder and deeper issues and start to ask the harder questions. Today we had two Supreme Court rulings. One was against the EPA which for years the EPA and other every other agency in the government has been allowed to make their own rules and set up their own tribunals. Today that put a lot of that in check by telling the world that the Supreme Court said that they must now work with Congress to have the actual authority. The question is now, who's going to pursue this in every agency to bring every agency down? And I ask that question because there's thousands of people in the government. In fact, millions. There's about 2.9 million government employees. So my question really is, who is going to be the one that's going to be willing to fire everybody? It's an important question. Because so far, nobody seems to be wanting to fire anybody. Nobody wants to lose their jobs and their pensions. That's the real crux of this, because the whole network of the Babylonian system is to put dependency 
on money and the, and the weave it through our lives in such a way that people can't let go. Breaking away requires that each person has to take some measure of responsibility. It has to happen in your own home. It has to happen locally to you. And we have been hearing how corrupt the vote is for the last four or five days. We know how corrupt it is. We've been getting testimony after testimony on that same piece on this channel. And yet that vote doesn't touch that 2.9 million employees. It doesn't even come close. They're appointed. They're hired. And that's the most difficult part of all of this is to understand that even though there's been attempts, and in fact, President Trump did make the attempt to make that change. He used an EO, which was referred to as Factor F, which would allow them to fire employees. And yet it was stopped in the D.C. court a number of times. Prevented from being used because it would be unfair or something else, whatever reasons they were using. We have a deep systemic corruption in our system. We have a deep systemic corruption in our government. And we have arrived at such a point right now that our continuation and acceptance of this at any level, even playing along with the two-party system, is just playing into their game. I mean, just consider what we're dealing with now in the second EO, the second or in a second decision today by the Supreme Court. That decision today allowed for Biden's administration's decision to bring amnesty people on who Trump said had to stay on that side, bring them into the United States if he chose, because that's a matter of issues of state, of policy, of foreign affairs. The Supreme Court's right by the read of the Constitution, by the way. Whether we like it emotionally or not, they're correct on their read. But the problem is it shows, again, one of these massive deficiencies. And what it's the, when you read Gorsuch's review, what he gets to is he basically says that it's up to Congress to make the laws. But Congress hasn't made the laws. I wonder why. Operation Underground Railroad, which is a group that helps to combat child sex trafficking. Uh, Timothy, good to have you with us. Timothy Ballard is joining me now. What is it that people don't understand about how large and how pervasive these child trafficking rings are and how much of a part they are of what we see when we see all these groups crossing the border? Our policies right now incentivize traffickers. They're making 14 million dollars a day by some estimates. Um, they smuggle people, but then they turn into traffickers when they start abusing children. And the policy that I'm talking about is um, when children show up at that border, they are, by law, they have to be released within 72 hours. Okay, and then in 20 days, they're, they have to be released. And it's, they're, what the traffickers and smugglers are doing is they're taking these children and, and thousands of them are unaccompanied, we find out later, but they pair them up with families to make it look like they're the child of that family and they're getting them in. So these children are being used as pawns and also they're being sex trafficked because these kids end up in Maine, USA as trafficking victims in what is a $150 billion a year business, human trafficking. It's disgusting uh, what's happening and the cartels are in charge 
of all of these operations, as, as the lieutenant governor just pointed out, this business is bigger than their drug business. And we see what the fentanyl business is like. So they have taken advantage of this opportunity to get people across this border. Tell me what happens to a young, a young girl, you know, 14, 15 year old girl who comes across and is a victim of sex trafficking. Once she is brought across by one of these cartels in whatever kind of, you know, back of a truck or whatever, um, and gets dropped off, what happens then? Well, it, it costs about six or $7,000, okay, to, to pay a smuggler. But those, those migrants don't have that money. So they're abused and sold along the way. Okay, they're, 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 they're raped for money along the way. If they get across the border, uh, especially the kids who are unaccompanied. And it, the, the stats are, are shocking, Martha. We're talking, these are young kids, as young as 2 to, to 12 years old. 14%, okay, of, of the kids who, are, who come across unaccompanied are in that age range. Um, and that's 700 a day are, are, being, uh, are being identified uh, in May alone. So this is a lot of people. They, if they get into the United States, the United States is the number one consumer of child sex material, mm -hmm. which makes us a great demand. We're in the top three for destination countries for human traffickers. Once those kids are in the interior, they are sold online. They're sold on every social media uh, platform you can imagine, and it's a major business. And they're faceless, they're identityless. They have no one looking out for them. Their parents are probably somewhere in Central America, have no idea where they are. And again, it's our policies that are creating the incentive for this billion dollar a year business to go to go on. Yeah, we, you can talk, sell we a, talk about uh, the, the drug magnet that people here want the drugs, right? People here also want these kids. Think about that last statement. We keep pointing the finger towards government as a problem. And yet the demand for the market is coming from the people. The demand for child sex products coming from the people, the demand for drugs coming from the people. So again, this is a real easy thing that we want to point up and blame the government. They have a lot of culpability in this. They're not working for our benefit, but we're sure helping them right along, aren't we? Just consider from 2020 and onward what the American people got to understand about the administrative state that we're currently in. They ordered people to wear masks. They deployed influence to close small businesses and churches. They limited how many people could have you could have in your homes. They festooned businesses with plexiglass and told everyone to stay six feet apart. They demanded two weeks of quarantine when, when crossing state borders. They decided which medical procedures were elective and non-elective. And they finally demanded compliance with vaccine mandates at the penalty of job loss. And today, in fact, we're hearing, we're on the day today when the military has put the full force into maintaining compliance with vaccines for our soldiers. Take a listen. So right now, Steve, uh, is the deadline, big army set for all troops to be 100% vaccinated. The National Guard, which is roughly say 400,000, 440,000 nationwide, 10% of that force has not been vaccinated yet. And that's of uh, numbers I saw June 27. So you're looking at uh, perhaps 40,000 National Guardsmen being separated from the National Guard. And this comes at a time when the Army, big Army generally right now is at 40% of its recruiting goal for fiscal year 2022, 
And so we've, we've never seen a purge like this before, Steve. 14th, first off, the Army's having an impossible time recruiting. Like you said, they're 40% of the goal. One is obesity, education, drugs. It's a, the Army recruiting is a disaster right now. They're the first to admit that. They're going to spend millions of dollars in marketing campaigns. 40,000, I think, is the minimum number. My understanding, there's 14,000 There's 14,000 for hardcore religious beliefs saying and we're never going to do it. So they're, they're essentially gone. The question is, what, what is the right. Army demanding, the National Guard demanding that... What happens if you're not vaccinated by midnight tonight? What technically happens to you? So in the Army Reserve, active duty Army, there's no play. You're, they'll just chapter you out and that's ongoing. But for the, for the National Guard, it's difficult because it's a blend of state and federal control. The National Guard Bureau and DOD has not given the individual states guidance on how to handle this. As it stands right now, the National Guard Bureau told me this morning that each state is responsible for its own separation boards. And so you have places like Florida, where DeSantis has started up his own state guard for people to finish their careers. You have places like Oklahoma, where Governor Kevin Stitt has flat out said, I will not even convene a separation board. And so right now, it's a horse blanket. Yo, 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 but you got places like you got MAGA country. I would argue the strongest MAGA's legislature in the nation is in Tennessee. You got the governor there. It's weak. We're going to have later in the show tried to get one of the army officers, one of the National Guard officers. That is it. Governor Lee's. He's prepared to have these boards and and roll people out. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, Governor Mike, uh, Governor uh, Bill Lee is is full on, and uh, he is going to uh, toe the line. There's uh, really no play in Tennessee. He's he's moving forward, even with the state guard which is completely state-funded, completely state-controlled. There's about four or 500 of these guys. They volunteer, and they are now also falling under Big Army's rubric. None of this is law. All of this is done through policy, through administration and advisement. It's not legislative ordered. And yet we're complying like good little drones. This is the big issue right here in the military, which is one of the theories of why they've pushed the vax is to purge all of those that understand that it's an unlawful order. Because what they're trying to do is make a military compliant to a federal government that will issue unlawful orders. And they know now that they're getting rid of a large portion of those that will ever question it. They've already succeeded this large percentage of the population. And all of this loops back to the psyops that are being waged on the public and the understanding that the public is not going to question. They're going to willfully walk like drones. And if you overwhelm them with enough vectors of challenge, fear, craziness, chaos, they'll just comply. They'll break. They'll just give in and comply. That's the fight that we have right there. And the only way we're going to ultimately shatter some of this and ultimately destroy this whole Babylon structure, have it completely brought to the ground. This whole thing has to be in such a way that people feel real pain. Food, fuel, transportation, housing, and the conveniences of life. That's happening. The question is, how are people going to respond? This will be an interesting one coming up as well, especially when we talk about travel. 
400,000 cancellations and delays across the country. In the months since Memorial Day weekend, more than 23,000 flights have been canceled alone. That's more than double the amount of canceled flights over the same period last year. And now, while Delta has previously said that operational challenges are expected for this weekend, just this morning, the CEO of Delta, Ed Bastian, sent an email to all customers apologizing for the cancellations and the delays, calling them unacceptable. He wrote this level of disruption and uncertainty is unacceptable, and he did promise improvement. But with more than 3.5 million people expected to fly this coming weekend, Mike, it does seem like the best piece of advice for travelers is to pack your patience, bring a book, be prepared for some delays and cancellations. The best advice for people to live in right now is that the republic is dead. Now the question is, what are we going to do to rebuild it and take it back? That begins ultimately county by county. It begins in your local counties to seize control of the legislatures, of your county commissions, of your city councils. You have to get control of each one of those. And that's not some sort of master plan. That's an individual localized strategy you have to build with your local tribes and the people you're building connections with. And with that, there's a key aspect that every county needs. It needs to be built around this idea of autonomy and self-sufficiency. That means it begins in the home. It means that we have to start there first and foremost always with God at the center of the house. We have to support those that are trying to get their children out of the indoctrination camps and every parent Every, every parent that can must homeschool their kid, their children. We have to take responsibility for our food. And we have to get to the place where people are growing at least a good portion of the food that they're required. That takes off dependency off of corporate models and corporate supply chains. There's the whole issue of fuel and energy. That's a big one. That's not an easy one for a home to solve. But it is one that a county, as a countywide effort, you can solve when working together. Health. You have to start taking responsibility for your health and not have dependency on hospitals. Every one of these connections, like the hospitals, it's just another corporate aspect of tyranny. We've seen that. We have to stay actively informed and continue to pass the truth and inform others. And we have to get exceptionally good at conservation and stewardship. Because what we have is what we have. But they're counting on the fact that we don't have that strength. They're counting on the fact that we won't be able to organize and mobilize. They're counting on the fact that they can put enough fear into people and control enough. But consider this, 2.9 million federal employees. You have a handful of people above them. There's 432 agencies. And there's about 4,000 political appointees that run those 432 agencies that have 2.9 million people employed with them. Right now, many of those are infected with the ideologies of elitism, communism, and the idea of dominance over the stupid people of America. That's literally a mentality in D.C. They now think that they've got control of the military. To a certain degree, they do. Because the commanders have been compliant to unlawful orders. Again, you have to start at the county. The sheriff has more power than anybody else but the president in the United States because he has the power to exclude federal and state, and he has the right to raise a posse. 
So we are now in a place right now, we are now in a position in this nation that we have to start thinking like our colonialists. We have to start breaking the control grid from within. We can't rely on somebody coming to help us. That mentality is out. And that's not a new statement for me to make here. I've been making it over and over. It isn't that there isn't, I don't say that there isn't things going on in the back end. Maybe there are, maybe there aren't. I believe there probably is, meaning in the visible shadows of a covert war. But at the end of the day, what's the motive of those people? And for those that are rallying around and hoping that the military will save us, I'm just going to remind you again that today is the, is the beginning of the most massive purge we've ever seen. That the true patriots, the ones in the military that stood up and didn't take the vax, that stood up against the unlawful order, are being pushed out at high speed. We have a challenge in this nation to reset it. We have to reset the republic. It has been lost. It was lost by too many people, I'm not putting a blame on anybody in particular, but too many people over too many years advocating authority to other people that didn't have our best interest in mind. And that is where we have arrived. So Babylon will fall. It will collapse. The question is, who will come out of it as those in control? Will it be the World Economic Forum, which our government has now aligned with? And NATO, which by any other name is the the Nazi Atlantic Treaty Organization. And the UN, which is the United Nazi Order. Everywhere you see an N, start putting Nazi in its place and you're going to start seeing what the real makeup of this world structure is. Because that's the way it has been. They've just been hiding it in plain sight. So we have a lot ahead of us. And a lot to fight for because this is a great country and there are great people. Unfortunately, there have been a lot of people that have complied rather than defied. 60% to 75% of the people took the vax. And that creates a very difficult moment for us all because that mentality of being willing to comply does not create a trustworthy patriot. Things we have to consider. We have to build bridges, but we also have to be wary of extending too much trust too quickly. That is going to have to be earned. And we have to build strength within our ranks, and it has to be local. Now, in closing tonight, there's a great patriot that has passed away. He's given everything he could to this fight, Dr. Zelenko. And he passed away, unfortunately, I noticed came out today that he had passed away, and there's a nice three-minute piece here, which is an interview by him, just as a tribute to Dr. Zelenko. I just came from my doctors, and uh, not good news. My uh, cancer, which I've been fighting for four years, has uh, progressed. There's one last-ditch effort that may lead to cure, which I'm going to do. But if that fails, then the estimates are unpleasant. But I've been at this place multiple times in the last four years. And so when someone lives with that consciousness, something happens. It's something very good happens. You kind of live each day uh, and you appreciate time and In reality, just think of it philosophically. 
you begin to die from the day you're born. No one lives forever. Some people live 20 years, some people live 100 years, but in the grand scheme of creation, it's finite. So in my opinion, it's not important when and how you die. It's much more important how you live. And so, because when and how you die is not in your control, but how you live is in your control. How you think, how you speak, and how you act is within the free will and volition of man. So my advice to people is appreciate the gift of consciousness in life that you're being given. Happy birthday, because every instant of time is a re act of recreation. It's a dynamic involvement in God's part for us to be. If you woke up, that's proof that he wants you to be, that you didn't finish your job. And I, I would say the world will be redeemed or fixed, rectified through acts of goodness and kindness. Even if the sword is on your neck, you should never give up hope. So I, I do feel the sword on my neck, but I'm still very hopeful. And I live with more tranquility and serenity than I've ever had in my life, which is very counterintuitive. Because for, for the carnage and the malevolence evil that I've come into contact with in the last two years, I would not expect that type of inner peace but what i've realized is that when you're in alignment you seem to be in alignment with the divine will there's a certain gift of tranquility that's given and that it's not easy by the way it's very hard but so what um and it's a constant struggle but all the suffering that i went through i still wouldn't give it up by the way i, I didn't ask for this challenge but no one asked me so as I went through it, I am going through it. The serenity is really uh, something I've been seeking my whole life. So I'm very grateful to have it. Let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight very humbled and heavy on the heart because we've lost a great patriot, Dr. Zelenko. We just pray for him. Just pray that you continue to guide him and lead him to wherever he is. We're blessed to have had him for the time we had and blessed for all the lives that he touched and all the sacrifices he made. May his death inspire many more to continue the fight of truth in spite of all the odds, to push hard, to free the minds, and to reset the spirit of humanity for one seeking truth and freedom and liberty. Father, just, just too many people in our time that have accepted compliance rather than defiance. And it's a sad story and testimony to the time in which we live, how far we have fallen from that in the example given to us by Christ, in that given to us by the very makings of who you intended us to be. Forgive us for this, these falls. Forgive our nation for its stepping away from you. But here are hearts as we take inspiration from people like Dr. Zelenko to now stand, to be more bold, to be more outspoken in truth, and to pursue the truth and the love of you like never before. Guide us in these days, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. 
Amen. Patriots, a lot to think about in this time. And there's a lot going on. We have to be critical with our eyes on all things. Don't just accept things because they're there. Question. Question everything. We're going to be heading into heavier times. This administration's already gearing up to try to shut down more oil production. It's planning on a 200 barrel in oil, $200 a barrel oil. These are things that will absolutely crush the economy, and it's by design. All of this is by design to try to force people into compliance into the next stage. The next stage is the acceptance of the digital currency and the social credit score. They're already rolling out tests of that at the school's in Saudi in Australia. And this entire war is being waged on Western Five Eyes countries. Keep that in mind. The birth rates have fallen radically from every country that has been pushing the vax. Almost every Western country now is in red line, meaning that at this point, unless things change, these countries are destined to fall. They will never recover because the birth rates are that low. They're below they're below the 2.0 mark. These are the challenges which we face. They're not challenges that we can take lightly. They're not challenges to ignore, but they are challenges that we can address and fight for in our local communities, and that's where they begin. But center to everything that we do, no matter what happens, no matter what we face, we must always pivot back to that rock of faith, our love in Jesus, and our trust in God. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up. We need a lot of prayers right now. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then, or until the next time. God bless, and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are 
a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 